Did you know that you have the power of fashion? You do. And most people are not using it to their full advantage. They are not showing up as powerfully as they can in their day-to-day lives with their consumer choices and how they are styling their everyday looks. I'm Tara Patton, and I created this podcast, The Power of Fashion, to remind people that you have everything you need right in front of you. It is my mission to help people work with what they have, to simplify their lives, and to live their very best lifestyle. Now more than ever, it is time to take advantage of what you truly want your life to look like. And that is everything from what your closet looks like, what your relationships look like, how you travel and who you do business with. And here on the power of fashion, we have the opportunity to talk to some of the world's thought leaders, some of the most elite fashion minds in the industry. And as your host, Tara Patton, it is my great honor and pleasure to present to you today's episode. Thanks so much for joining us and enjoy. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Power of Fashion, where one decision can absolutely change your life. I'm your host, personal stylist, Tara Patton, today with a very special guest all the way from Los Angeles. She is the host and celebrity interviewer and editor-in-chief of Diggin Magazine. She is an entertainment PR media executive. She is a feature and short film filmmaker and producer, and she's also a member of the media for the Academy Awards. I am dying to talk to Cindy Merrim today. Welcome, Cindy. Hi, Tara. How are you? It's so wonderful to be here. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Oh, I am so fabulous, and I am so excited to talk about all the good stuff with you, Cindy, because I know you did some really cool, innovative stuff during this year's Academy Awards, and you're on your way to the Cannes Film Festival, so thank you for taking the time to talk to us today about all of the cool stuff that people can do to prepare for the red carpet. Sure, it's my pleasure. Um, it's always a fun time to prep for the red carpet and these um, big film events and premieres. So you started Diggin' Magazine. Tell us about that. Let's talk about that first and, and how, how you started Diggin' because I know you have such an amazing resume. We don't have enough time to cover everything that you've done and it's so incredible. But let's talk about the magazine yeah. first because it's so beautiful and I love what you're doing with that. Of course, I'd be happy to. So I started Dig In magazine in 2008. It's been quite some time, you know, almost 13 years. It's kind of crazy to think back. Um, but basically, um, you know, I grew up in Los Angeles and I had a lot of friends in Hollywood, um, you know, from elementary school to high school um, and even into college. I always had friends that were actors in movies, TV and in commercials. So I was always around it. So I always had a an interest in the entertainment industry. And also, you know, I had a love for movies. I loved going to the movies and also, um, you know, studied writing and marketing and web design, graphic design, photography, video. So I was working um, for some corporate um, publishing houses that had magazines and they also publish online magazines. And I thought, hey, I could do this myself. And, um, you know, I just had an aha moment and I was like, I guess it was like my entrepreneurial spirit that lived inside of me. 
and I just launched it myself. I reached out to um, a number of my actor friends in Hollywood at the time they were up and coming, you know, now they're in um, blockbuster films and um, TV series. And they were also supportive. And I, I just said, hey, I'm, I'm doing this thing. I, I'm putting something together, a new project. I wanna launch an online magazine um, about you know, arts and entertainment. Will you guys help me? Can I interview you? And they were totally all for it. No one questioned it. No one doubted me. And it launched the magazine. And um, I never looked back. Then um, when I first launched it, there weren't a lot of blogs or websites. Um, there weren't a lot of people doing this. No businesses had blogs yet. It was, it was really rare. I mean, maybe very few and just the ones that were um, trendsetters. So it was very difficult for me to get interviews unless I had a connection. And at the time, I wasn't yet getting invited to like all the big um, popular A-list events. Um, but then I felt like there was a cultural shift happening. I was paying a lot of attention to this. And, um, and it really was. And a few years later, suddenly um, online publishing and digital marketing became um, highly valued and more important than print publications. And so everything changed, um, you know, with that shift in the industry. And then as you know, now blogging and digital media and digital publishing and marketing has totally exploded and print publications, you know, they're kind of, they're still really cool. I mean, it's great to hold like a magazine in your hand. Everybody still loves that, but you know, um, people love, digital publishing because it's so quick. I mean, you can get the news out there with just like a push of a button. Exactly. And it, it's a lot more cost-effective for people that are putting those together. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you know, you do have to pay for web hosting costs, but you know, it's nothing compared to like how much ink and paper costs. Exactly. And you mentioned the the shift that's happened, of course, in the in the digital marketing world. But let's talk about the more recent shift in the pandemic. And I know, as an accredited member of the Academy Awards media team, you had a really interesting experience with virtual Academy Awards this year. I'd love for you to tell our listeners about that because it's so cool what you innovatively did. Yeah, with the pandemic, so much has changed. I mean, we've all been forced, you know, to have these online meetings and do interviews online, everything shift to virtual. So, you know, it's been, um, you know, a real change for everyone and an adjustment. But for myself, since I've mainly been in online publication, it wasn't that difficult to make the adjustment. The only change for me was that I wasn't traveling um, to in-person events and filming on the red carpet um, in terms of like celebrity interviews or talent interviews, all of that switched to Zoom or Instagram Live. And like, um, you had mentioned, I, you know, I'm a accredited member um, of the media for the Academy Awards and for the Academy Awards this year, um, it was mainly virtual, you know, so all basically all the presenters and um, the nominees um, were there, uh, um, you know, in two locations at the Dolby Theater and also Union Station in Los Angeles. So that was that was in person for them for all, but for all of us members of the media, we were, you know, at home on Zoom basically. And so there was about 600 of us on Zoom and um, we're, we're all there waiting for the winners. The winners um, would walk in with their Oscars in hand, you know, into the interview room and basically 
you know, the media would ask them questions um, about, you know, how they felt about winning and stuff like that. So um, it was really interesting. I have a marketing background. So I thought, um, you know, how can we best market a virtual event? Challenging. So you really have to think outside the box. So I had another uh, colleague um, that was writing for um, a different publication. And we had collaborated many times on in-person red carpet events. So I, I called them up and was like, hey, why don't we um, you know, prepare for the Oscars like it was a real red carpet and you know, let's do a photo shoot for it. And then we can market and promote it, it um, on social media, you know, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and all our um, platforms. And then you know, we, we would promote the Oscars um, as well, um, as well as our own media outlets. So um, we got all like camera ready, you know, I got my makeup done, I got my hair done, I got my, my red carpet outfit. And then um, he actually um, is a festival director, a film festival director. So he had run some in-person red carpets um, a few years ago. And he actually had um, the red carpets rolled up still in his apartment. <laughs> So I thought that was really funny. He's like, hey, well, actually I have red carpets. So we actually, um, we just, we did a little photo shoot of our own and we, we rolled out the red carpets. We had our backdrop and we took photos and, you know, this is some behind the scenes kind of like um, some behind the scenes tidbits for everyone. But, you know, the photos um, were used to market you know, the Oscars and our involvement in the Academy Awards. So it all worked out great. That is so cool. He just happened to have the red carpets laying around. Yeah. I love when that happens. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what do you suggest that people who are walking red carpets or preparing for an event, like a black tie event, like, you know, going to a film festival, for example, you know, how would you suggest that people prepare for that? Because I know you have that pulse on fashion in Diggin Magazine as well. So you've got that fashion expertise as well. Yeah, fashion is so important when it comes to red carpet events. And also just if you're going to be photographed, I mean, fashion is like, the most important thing. I always, you know, look for the right outfits, whether it's a dress or um, if it's more casual, you know, I always want to look my best. I like wearing up-to-date fashion, but not only that, but it has to look right. So like if I go to a store and I see something that I like hanging, you know, I'm like, okay, well, I want to try that on because at least I don't know about for other people, but for me, like, if you don't try it on, you don't really know if it's going to look good on you. So it's hard to see something on the rack and really know that it's right for you. I guess that's why I don't do like a lot of like my sister and some of my friends, they do a lot of online shopping. And for me, like I'm, I'm a little more weary of that because I like to try on a lot of different things because like, when you look at something on the rack, it could like look really, really great. And you're like, oh my God, I would love that. That would look so good on me. And then you try it on and you're like, oh, you know, the cut isn't right. Or like, you know, it doesn't look as good on me as maybe it would someone else, you know? So I do a lot of that. I mean, um, you know, I spend time um, looking for the right outfit for each and every red carpet event. Um, 
to buy uh, designer um, fashions. Um, sometimes, you know, it's not always the really, really high-end designer fashions, although sometimes it is. Sometimes I go for maybe the, the above average range, but all, also um, very stylish. It has to be extremely stylish. And um, I, I get my hair and makeup done. I always prep that. Um, you know, just trying to look my best uh, because, you know, if you're photographed, then many times, you know, it's in the media and you just have to, um, you know, look your best and put your um, best foot forward. I love that. Yeah. And just, I think always staying, you know, classic, you know, you don't want to go too, too much into that trendy realm of, you know, right. uh, the, I've seen some really interesting things and I'm like, they're going to regret that in 10, 20 <laughs> years when they look back. Yeah, exactly. Oh, think about like the, the Met, the Met Gala. Exactly. <laughs> Those are wild. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I would love to be invited to the Met. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. That's a, such an exclusive event. And I, I think it's spectacular some of the things they come up with but that's one of the things that I love about styling as well is like you know when you have these specific events and especially you know red carpets or anything like that you know or even just in your everyday life you know how you're showing up says a lot about what you're prepared for what your mindset is and and where you're at so that's one of the reasons I love doing what I do um and I and I and I really think it's so powerful to to put that process to to play uh, either with working with a stylist or, or an expert uh, on the topic or just having your own sort of brand that you go to. I know we were talking about a couple of designers uh, earlier. Uh, it, it's just, it's yeah. so, so fun to have that brand that you can identify with. And I think a lot of people do that, you know, like I, I love Chanel makeup and, and, uh, and Valentino is, is um, expert at-, at I love Valentino. So fabulous. And it's just, there's, there's so many brands that you can always rely on them to put out something that you can say, yes, I love that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's just some brands that I always like gravitate towards because they're just so good. They're just so good um, with staying on the pulse of fashion and I mean, um, I like to think that I have a really good eye for fashion and style, you know, and um, I do, you know, I do take my time in, in picking out just the right thing, you know, like the right shoes, you know, I'm, I, I'm preparing for the Cannes Film Festival and I, I swear I, I tried on so many pairs of shoes before I found the right ones that I really liked, but you know, also like it has to be comfortable as well. So it's not only the look, but if it's not comfortable, then, um, you know, that would show through. So you want to be comfortable. So I, you know, I don't want to buy shoes that I can't walk in, for example. <laughs> exactly. They may look nice, but if you aren't, <laughs> if you aren't gliding, then you won't exactly. look nice. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, in terms of like, what you mentioned about every day getting up when you get up, um, putting on the right outfit that makes you feel really confident. I think that's so important because, you know, you're making your first impression. And, you know, when you're, um, you know, in the spotlight, in the media, um, or even, you know, meeting um, someone new for the first time, you really want to make a good impression. And so the way you look um, makes a big difference. Absolutely. 
And yeah. would you say that a lot of it has to do with, with your mindset as well? Oh, definitely. I mean, at least for me, like, you know, like I said, that I always want to put my best foot forward along with like all aspects of, you know, my point of view, my mindset, like how I perceive things, you know, my goals. So in every part of my life, I'm always trying to put my best foot forward. So, you know, from fashion, um, to like my personal life and, you know, being my best, um, to like my career. So, you know, all the way through, I think you have to have, um, you know, a positive mindset and always trying to look and be your best. I think that's very important. And I love your, your consistency and your perseverance, Cindy, because you. you have really, I mean, with Diggin Magazine, you know, you've interviewed hundreds of celebrities, as you mentioned earlier, and you've just done that on a regular, consistent basis for, you know, for the duration of, of your magazine and being the editor in chief of that magazine, you really exemplify the name of digging in, right? Oh, Yeah. Exactly. And a lot of people wonder, like, you know, why did I call it dig in? And a lot of it has to do with just like, you know, getting beyond the surface and like digging into the real story, you know, and just, um, you know, getting to the bottom of things and putting all of yourself into something. I love that. So dig in to everybody who's <laughs> listening, dig in, dig in. <laughs> So inspiring, so much good stuff. And, you know, usually uh, we talk about the one decision that changes people's lives on this show uh, because that's our tagline and, and it really exemplifies, again, the importance and the power of our decision, especially our decisions when it comes to fashion. And you've made so many decisions. So which one of those would you say has been the pivotal decision or the, the really important one that shifted the direction for you to, to now have the, the level of success that you have now? I would say the decision to just be totally brave and fearless and to go for what I want, regardless of what anyone else thinks or says. I mean, I spent a lot of time, you know, after my graduate degree, um, you know, I completed graduate work um, in communications marketing and jumped into the marketing um, industry, um, you know, later working in Silicon Valley. So I've been in the corporate world for a long time. And I was doing dig in on the side for many years. And, it, you know, even though it was very difficult, I was up late at night, I was, you know, um, up early in the morning working on it. And then on, on my lunch breaks, I was working on it, you know, because being an entrepreneur, you kind of have to do that. And, um, you know, it was challenging because my schedule was, was really hectic and um, I was tired, but I was so excited about everything and I was so passionate about it. And, you know, for example, when I started it and I, I remember I was telling some of my family members, hey, you know, I'm starting this, this digital publication and um, they had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> and so, um, you know, and so I realized that like, you know, and because they're totally in a different industry also, they're not in the creative industry, so they didn't know a lot about it. Um, and, you know, not too many people, like I had mentioned earlier, were doing what I was doing. So they didn't quite understand what I was doing because it was so, you know, forward. And, um, you know, my mindset is always a little ahead of the game, you know, so I realized that like, 
I shouldn't be like spilling the beans to everyone regarding like what my plans are in the future because a lot of people won't really understand it. And a lot of people doubt it because they don't know a lot about it. So what I realized is like, no matter what um, anyone else says to you, like if they doubt what you're doing or they don't think, oh, well, you know, that's that may not work or, you know, they may have some criticism. Like I, I totally put that in the back of my mind and um, I just focus on my own goals and, you know, my passion for what I want to do and what I want to accomplish and, um, and just keep pushing forward with that. And that's really why um, Dig In has lasted for, you know, over 13 years now, because like I never stopped. And so there's so, so many websites that um, you know only last for a few years and a lot of people have asked me how do you sustain it and part of the reason why is because there's been constant opportunities like every single every single year there there are more opportunities and it keeps growing so you know from from dig in i was able to travel the world internationally and um you know i've been doing that for a number of years and i've met so many really um cool and interesting and influential people that I wouldn't have met otherwise. And, um, you know, I've networked and built relationships, personal, professional, um, with a lot of other filmmakers and industry professionals, which helped really um, help me pivot into producing films, which has been really cool. And um, so, you know, it continues growing. And so that's why um, you know, I haven't stopped working with it. That's incredible. Just keep going. Just dig in. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I will continue digging in for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know it means a lot, you know, to people like myself, it's, it's like having such a great reference tool and an understanding and really getting to the meat of, you know, what motivates people and inspires people. I mean, that's what I love about this podcast. I think that's, you know, that's what it sounds like your enthusiasm for your magazine and for all of the amazing projects that, that you put your hand on, uh, you know, it's, it's that, it's that energy and that enthusiasm for it. that just says, you know what, this is something that I really want to do. And, and I didn't even realize until I started doing something. And, and you've, you've mentioned this a couple of times, you know, what kind of life it would take on of its own and, and how just consistently doing it and never stopping, you know, and being brave and not letting anybody say anything that can get in your way is so awesome. And I, oh, such, thanks so much, such an inspiration. Yeah. We need more people like you, Cindy Maram. <laughs> I mean, if you're really doing something that you love and that you're passionate about, then, you know, it's, it's not difficult to keep going. You know, if it was something that was tedious, then I wouldn't be doing it. Exactly. If it flows, then it, it goes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also um, what's been really cool and helpful is that, you know, I've, been surrounded by a community um, of like-minded people, you know, in the film industry, in the fashion industry. And that really helps because they all understand, um, you know, the challenges um, that I go through as well as the highlights of working in these, you know, creative industries. So, and, you know, I love um, being at like fashion week events as well as like film festivals. I mean, 
you know, talking to like, you know, all these creative people, fashion designers and, you know, models and other industry professionals. It's, I mean, it really is the coolest thing. It's the best energy ever. Absolutely. That's so cool. You have the best job ever. (laughs) (laughs) I love my job for sure. So people can learn more about you on Instagram at Diggin Magazine. That's D-I-G-I-N-M-A-G, Diggin Mag, excuse me. That's right. So people can learn more about you on Instagram at Diggin Mag. That's at D-I-G-I-N-M-A-G. Or they can follow your personal account, which is Sin Maram, C-I-N-M-A-R-A-M. And also visit your website at digginmag.com. That's right. Yeah, definitely follow me on Instagram. And we're also on other social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter. And it's all under the same um, branding which is, and handle, which is at Dig and Mag. Um, and if you're on YouTube, please subscribe to Dig and Magazine Celebrity Interviews and check out all our cool interviews. Yay. I love it. So... <laughs> Cindy, I know you've got to get ready to go to the Cannes Film Festival, so I won't take up much more of your time, but would you please leave our listeners with one more of your inspiring tidbits? Thank you so much for having me on. This has been such a pleasure to, you know, discuss fashion and film with you. Um, You know, I really love your podcast. It's great. And I love what you're doing as a personal stylist. So congrats on that. And in terms of like uh, what I can leave our listeners with is that, you know, just really do something that you're passionate about and don't let anyone deter you away from that. You know, if you're working, for example, on nine to five and you want to start like a, a side gig or side hustle because it's something that you love and you're passionate about, I would say definitely do it. And, you know, that could definitely lead to a career um, pivot in the future. So never give up and um, surround yourself around um, people that understand what you're doing, you know, because it, um, you know, it's so helpful to be around a community of like-minded people um, that are, you know, are all doing the same thing as you and um, that can support you in your career. Um, And also, um, it's just really cool to do um, a lot of networking. Like if you have the opportunity to go to events, you know, fashion events or film events or you know, if you're in another industry, I would say, you know, go to as many as these as possible and, and meet people and, you know, relationships will grow organically as well as um, on social media, you can connect with a lot of people too. And these relationships can turn into really wonderful collaborations in the future. That's great advice, Cindy. Everyone go follow Cindy on Instagram and just go to events, get out there, especially now that we can do that now. And you might just see Cindy interviewing celebrities on the red carpet, but you can definitely follow her on Instagram and Twitter and at Facebook at Dig and Mag. Thank you so much for your time today, Cindy, and all of your wisdom. We really appreciate you and uh, look forward to uh, what's next in the land of Dig and Mag. Thanks so much, Tara. And thanks everyone for listening. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so glad you're here to hear that inspiring story. I want to remind you that you have the power of fashion. Every day when you get dressed, 
you get to decide how you're going to show up in the world, how your day is going to go. And I don't want you to take that lightly. At Power of Fashion, we are on a mission to inspire people to show up powerfully with how they dress, how they think, how they interact with people, and how they make their choices when it comes to consumerism. So please make sure you remember that the power of fashion is in your hands and your actions will speak much louder than words. For more information about today's guest and this podcast, or if you'd like to be a guest or have a guest that you'd like to hear, please visit tarapattenstylist.com. That's T-A-R-A-P-A-T-T-E-N-S-T-Y-L-I-S-T.com.